Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's up for grabs now! Arsenal Nation. Arsenal Nation. Arsenal Nation. That sums it all up. Arsenal Nation. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Arsenal Nation podcast with me, Nick Bright. And me, Johnny Cochran. And me, Jeremy Aliadier. It's like the start of the one show. Yeah, I like that. That's good. <laughs> uh, thanks for downloading. You can help us by subscribing and leaving us a rating and review. Make sure it's only good stuff, though. I hate Please. reading the bad things. Yeah, yeah. Nothing about my hair. I've heard <laughs> enough about that. Uh, right, so this week we're recording somewhere slightly different. Um, on the first episode, we were in producer Liam's man cave. This week, we're in uh, an upstairs room of a pub in North London. Do you know why? Because there was enough beer at the other gaff. So <laughs> let's come here, let's go to the pub and let's, let's record a podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'll get to pick the venue again, will I? <laughs> it's funny because you're the, you're the only one actually drinking beer. Yeah, I know. But now you guys have made me feel good. Jeremy is like a peak physical athlete and it's always like, oh, do you want a beer? No, 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 I'll have a Coke. You, I'll have a beer. Non-alcoholic, yeah, <laughs> makes yeah, him I feel mean, better. I know, yeah. what? And I'm here. I'm like, no, I'll have some of the original stuff. The lagers, please. <laughs> Let's go. It's funny, actually, you say that about Jeremy because I think I don't know about you, Johnny, but Jeremy looks like he could still get a game now. When I look at him, it's like you know, just sometimes ex-pros, you know, they get a bit of a pot belly on them. You oh, know, yeah. when they've when they've packed it all in. Jeremy looks like. Unai Emery could ring you up right now and you could get a start. Mate, I'm still hoping. That's why I keep <laughs> yeah, training. Yeah. I'm still hoping, man. I haven't announced that I've retired yet. No, no Jeremy, you've already got a new job. So this week, I, you actually organised where we were recording and the guest. I and I want to know, like, what, what were your impressions of producing? You're stressed. I was a bit stressed, yeah. Every time I saw that special guest texting me again, I thought, here we go, we can't do it. And I would start stressing because I, you know, didn't want to let you guys down. You didn't want to get into producing then. You weren't going to give give up all football related things for producing. Nah, I'm not. I'm not ready. <laughs> Too much stress, not for me, guys. <laughs> leave it to Liam. Yeah, I was yeah, say, leave producer it to Liam. Liam, your job's safe for the for the time being, mate. But I reckon we should say who the special guest is because are you going to reveal it? Yeah, coming up later on the podcast. This okay. is so exciting. Oh, I'm freaking out right now. Really, I'm really on edge. Right, gripping the table right now with my <laughs> fingernails. <laughs> Robert Perez is on the show. Come on. 
I mean, what is going on? Second episode, Robert Perez. Are you seriously joking right all now? All downhill from here. <laughs> I was going to say, we've kind of set ourselves up here, haven't we? Uh, right, but before we actually speak to our special guest, Robert Perez, um, we're going to start off with Jeremy's trip down memory lane, which we've now renamed because it was such a mouthful last week to this. Jeremy, Jeremy, you. Lovely stuff, that. I mean, Simon Cowell, if you're listening to the podcast, sign us up. Yeah, there's at least one vocal in there that's world class. (laughs) (laughs) Still one at the end, I think. (laughs) Who doesn't love a bit of ABBA as well? Right, each episode we'll pick a topic and Jeremy will give us a story about it. Now, this week's topic, Johnny, playing against Arsenal. That is the topic for Jeremy. Ooh, I mean, no one's going to be happy on an Arsenal podcast talking about playing against Arsenal. But you, Jeremy, are a player who has both played for Arsenal and against Arsenal. You know, playing for Arsenal was brilliant. It's great. But you want to be part of a starting eleven, playing at the highest level, which obviously Arsenal at the time were not really giving me that. I was, you know, I was part of the squad. I was on the bench most of the time. And, and when I had the chance to play, I was giving everything. But it's, you know, it's always hard to just be on the pitch once every three, four games because, you know, that is your chance. You've got to show something special if you want to maybe get a chance to play the next game, which, to be fair, I think at that time, when you've got Thierry Henry, Denis Bergkamp, Canu, Will Todd in front of you, it's pretty much going to be you know, very, very difficult. So I kind of knew I was going to have to be patient and, and then hoping for injuries or player to leave the club for me to get a chance. And uh, when I had Gareth Southgate calling me and, and saying, I want, you know, I want you to come to Middlesbrough and I really, you know, want to make you my number one striker. I, I always forget that it was Gareth Southgate that it signed was. you, actually. And you know the funny story about it? You know, when when he all kind of, trigger from is when I played for Arsenal against Middlesbrough about I think it was in 2003 and Gareth was playing and he said to me he said that day you gave me the hardest run ever he said I knew the day I turn up coach I will buy you really Mm. because I was obviously I gave him a really tough game and he said the day I turn up manager I will buy you you'll be one of the first players that I will get and, uh, and yeah, and it did happen. We've spoke about, you know, on the previous podcast, your first training session at Arsenal and how important the club is to you and still is to you now. But what was it, what was it like when you lined up for Middlesbrough against Arsenal? Was it like a super weird feeling? Massively, massive, super weird feeling because you just think, them guys, I was with them last year or, or not even last year, a few months ago. And suddenly I'm playing against them. And, and it's not like before that I've played for other clubs as well where I've had the chance to to play against Arsenal. It was the first time after all them years at Arsenal. So it was like, it did feel weird. And the first one was at the Emirates as well. So, you know, getting back there, you, you just think the day before, like how the fans are going to react, the fact that I've left the club, are they going to boo me? Are they going to clap when my name comes out? How, how is going to, you know, it's going to be? And then you kind of walk with yourself a little bit. You just keep thinking about it like all day before. And then in some ways, it's, it's funny because I've always felt, I know, I had something like a feeling inside me knowing that when I play against Arsenal, I'm going to have a good game. I will know, I will 
score. I know I will play well because it's like all them guys, I know them inside out. I've trained for years and years, day in, day out with them guys. Colo Toure, um, Galas at the time. I said, I know them guys. I know where I've got to go, what move I've got to make to put them in trouble. And and it did happen. Yeah. Right, right. So, so you know when you're saying you're coming out uh, ready to play against Arsenal and you're worried that the fans might turn you... How do you feel like that would affect you or and what do you do to try and combat that would it would it g you up to uh perform you know better against arsenal if the fans booed you i think he will i think he will but after it's it's, it's all good saying yes he will he'll boost me up like you know but it does affect you when you're on the pitch and every time you touch the ball you hear boo it does affect you every player that say oh it doesn't affect he does you know i know as a as a player, you kind of switch off, so you hear a lot of noise in general. But when in your mind you already set the fact that every time you're going to touch that ball, you're going to hear a boo, you take it personally. You know, which normally when you're the away team, it's not just you; it's the all away team that get booed by the crowd or or get. So you kind of switch off about it. But when you know it's a personal thing, you can't switch off from it. You know, you you know. If it happens from the first ball, you know it's going to happen quite often during that game. So it's always easy to say, oh, yeah, or boost me up and make me want to like, do better. But at the end of the day, I've, you know, Arsenal is my club. I've played so many years. And if I was one of the starting 11, I would have never left. How can you think, oh, you know, it's going to boost me to prove like You know, it's, it's obviously... you. You don't want them fans to to boo you when you come back, you know. You want to you want to have a, a, a good relationship and and don't really want that. Yeah. Was was there a bit of you as well? Because you know, I know if I was playing, which I wasn't, but if I was, there's a bit of me that want would want to prove myself to the to the Middlesbrough fans as well, especially against my old club. Will you? Does that kind of go on in your mind? You know what? During that particular game, it doesn't. You don't think about the Middlesbrough fan. All I did was thinking about the Arsenal fan and about Arsene Wenger. That was my main focus. Is like I'm playing against my club, just not my old club, but the club I love and support. So I've left because I wanted to leave, but I've left because I kind of had to leave, not because I really wanted to leave the club. It's because I had to leave to make a career. So I want to prove them. I want to prove that they've missed on a on a good player, you know, that he should have gave me more chance. Um, so, you, you you know, you, you more focus on trying to prove the Arsenal right. fan and Arsene Wenger that uh, you should still be there playing for Arsenal than the opposite, you know. Playing for the Middlesbrough fan was more all the other game, I would say. Right, okay. You know? yeah. so, so, so I've got what may be a controversial opinion on an Arsenal podcast. We all remember when... Adi Bayor went to City and scored a big goal against us and then ran the length of the pitch to do a sliding celebration in front of the fans. I back him for that. No, I do. I back him for that, even though... And there'll be people here going, right, I've had enough of that guy. I don't care, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. Now, and the fact is... is You've just lost half our listenership. Yeah, mate. I apologise, <laughs> guys, but still. No, all of the fans are on you all game, booing, as we were just talking about, giving you, know, giving you abuse... If you score a goal and they've been giving you abuse all game, you should be allowed to celebrate in front of them. That's how. That's what I believe. If you, because we're moving on to a, a situation, how did you approach it in terms of your celebrations, Jeremy? And 
if the fans booed you, would it change the way you might celebrate with Arsenal? Uh, it didn't happen, so it's hard to say. But, but Jeremy, I, I had to look at your celebrations this week to make the stings to the podcast. When you scored at the Emirates, nice and cool, little knee slide, but not much. You scored at the Riverside the year afterwards. You were giving it the... Like, <laughs> I, was at, I, was, yeah, I, was, I was at home, yeah? <laughs> who, who doesn't feel safe at home? <laughs> but, but I will say I've done that with the Middlesbrough fan. I would have never done that in front of the Arsenal fan. Because for me, I've got a lot of respect for them, you know? And, and I would have not run to them to rub it in their nose, you know? I'm happy I've just scored... Obviously, against my old club, which is, you know, great. But celebrating with your fan? Yeah, no problem. Celebrating towards the Arsenal fan? I'm not too sure here. Yeah, I don't think well, it's... we've got uh, our listeners back. Jeremy saved us there <laughs> after I got rid of them. The fans, you've mentioned them a few times. The fans never did actually boo you, right? They didn't, no. no. Because, I mean, I think... The, the point is, everybody knew, you've touched on it already, that... You had to leave to get first team football. So I think people were understanding of that. And also, Jeremy had, uh, Johnny, from your point of view as well, J- Jeremy had this kind of like cult hero status at the club. Like, I, Absolutely. I it, it's funny, like, but how do, how do some players get that? It's, it's not just with the fan, but with all the people that work at the stadium, for example. You know, the first day I got back, I, I'd get off that bus and then I was seeing all them faces that I was friendly with and it was nice to see them all and you know like like I said you know many times before that it's not because you play for the club and and you're a professional player all them people that work for the club that nobody really knows their job is is as not as as important because they're not on the pitch scoring the goals and making the team win but they all contribute to the club you know, the people in the office and, and everyone. And I've always had time for them people at like the training ground, at the stadium. I've always felt part of a big family. Did you have a favourite staff member from Arsenal that wasn't part of the playing staff? Uh, yeah, I've always had the chef. The chef? Always, you've got to be close to the chef, man. <laughs> was, it, was it Rob the chef? Rob the chef, Rob that's the it. Chef. Rob was... used to, you know what? Rob, I used to get in really early in the morning before the op- other player used and, to just make me like a chef. little yeah. <laughs> he used to let, let, uh, give me a little breakfast like a special little breakfast really? before wow. me and Freddie Freddie was the same Freddie and I used to just go early doors in the kitchen Rob yeah yeah go and sit down guys I'll bring you a little breakfast yeah. I love that we're going to have another Jeremy Jerry you next week but now it's time for this guy Martin trying to get back against Perez who's left him and left Schmeichel that is an outstanding goal from a magnificent player enjoying the season of his life, Robert Perez. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Robert Perez, welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. Thank you. It's so exciting to have you here. And the first question I've got for you is what were your first impressions of Jeremy when he first broke into the first team? Were you, were you friends then or, or was it kind of... I don't know, you looked at this new kid who, uh, you know, fancied himself a bit or, you know, was he confident? Was he shy? I, I, I want to know. Um, I think both, yeah. I was uh, very confident because, uh, you know, when you when you play with um, with the professional and when you when you reach uh, the level like this with for, for Jeremy, you need, yeah, you need to uh, to prove uh, for yourself, for the partner and, of course, for the, for the manager. And, uh, of course, a little bit uh, shy because he was young, because he it was a new world for uh, uh, for Jeremy. Um, he was a very good, um, very good student uh, because he is uh, listening. He, uh, he's, he learned. I think. I think. I think. Now you need to ask him. But uh, with uh, I don't know with uh, Henri um, Bergkamp. I with think you, he, with you. Yeah. <laughs> even maybe even with me. Maybe he learned. He learned something. Uh, so that's so that's why I think he was. I repeat, but he was very good. A very good student. Now, Robert, we on the first pod we did, um, we got to the bottom of a very serious issue at Arsenal, and that was that Jeremy used to clean Davos Suka's football boots. Robert uh, was not at the club yet. Oh, when right, I was there, right. now Robert was, was not there. That was it was in '99 when I came. '99. But everyone knew that Jeremy did a really bad job on Davos Suka's <laughs> boots. Because I, I didn't know if anyone told you, oh, right, we've got a guy who cleans boots. And you went, no, I'm not having Jeremy. No, I'm not Jeremy. <laughs> he, was, he worked just for Devil Sugar, no? Yeah, just, he yeah. Cleaned, he cleaned just for the... Yeah, just for the striker. But yeah, only two times striker, after, yes. he just sacked me. He just said, nah, <laughs> you're not good enough. He just... So that's why just, he was with the student. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, we, so we were, ch- we were chatting to Jeremy earlier about um, playing... Obviously, you guys are, are, are fantastic players for Arsenal, but you've actually played against Arsenal as well. So how does it feel to have played against Arsenal? Uh, well, for me, it was a good... Uh, 
It was a good moment when I used to play with uh, Aston Villa, especially against uh, um, Arsenal. It was at uh, at the Emirates because um, the fans it was so happy to uh, to see me again, not with uh, uh, the good uh, good shirt, <laughs> but uh, they sing me they sing the, the, the my name or during uh, yeah during the, the game. So for me, it was a, yeah it was a great um, great moment. But I don't like to. I don't like to compare, you know, uh, clubs, uh, players, or, or managers. So on my time with Arsenal, I think it was one of the best time for for me during my, my career. Um, Jeremy, you're being very quiet. <laughs> before we started, before we started recording, you two were you like non-stop in French, you know, <laughs> and now so, Jeremy's over there, very quiet. And me, but, me and Nick were here. It's just going. I made out Je m'appelle, yeah, 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 yeah bonjour. That, that GCSE that, yeah. French was coming in handy. <laughs> um, but Jeremy, we've we've asked Robert what you were like the first time you guys met. Can you remember meeting Robert for the very first time and what was he like? Yeah, I remember. I, well, I, I used to follow Robert when he was at Marseille, you know, before joining Arsenal. So obviously, I, you know, I knew he was definitely and knew uh, what a great player he was. So uh, for me as a kid, you know, coming through and be part of Arsenal was... Uh, was just oh yeah brilliant another French player coming you know it was just like yeah I've got another you know another French player to be with in a dressing room and uh, but I remember Robert at the end of each session each tra- each training session we used to do some shot like just outside the box and I always used to be close to him and and obviously all the French boys and and he used to pull exactly always round there on that like you know just round the goalkeeper on that corner every time. And so keepers to, top left. Yeah, keepers top left all the time on the same corner. They all knew he was going to put it there, but he <laughs> carried on and he scored every single time. So I start thinking, let me try. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to try to just whip it every time on that on that side. He used to drive Jens Lehmann leaping <laughs> crazy, man, because he, he was he, he was me, he, he used to say, Robert, stop, stop kicking on that side. Yeah, all right, next time, next time. So Jens was on his toes waiting. Boom, same top corner again. He's just like lost his, you know, lost his temper, man. You, so you were the person who made Mad Yens mad. Okay, yes. we know that. <laughs> Jeremy, yes. yeah. your first Premier League start was against Liverpool, right? My first start, start the yeah. game when he scored one of them goal <laughs> when he whipped it in the top corner. And that was my first start for Arsenal in the Premier League. That's what I'm getting at. So do so you obviously vividly remember the goal. I remember that game and I remember that goal. I was I was not far from him actually. And I, when he shot, I actually were in, in front of it. And I just thought, Robert, just pass. And then I saw that ball just whipping on the side of my head, going top corner. <laughs> and I just run after him and obviously, you know, we won 2-1 there and it was one of the yeah, great, great game and great moment. So, Jeremy, you were just talking about your Premier League debut, but do you remember your European debut? I do, yeah. I do remember it. It was against Inter Milan uh, at the San Siro in that famous 5-1 win. Well, there's a reason I'm asking you about it. It's not completely random. It's because um, we've got a clip of, of audio for, for you to listen to uh, and you can actually hear your mate there Robert Perez shouting at you for the pass <laughs> listen carefully Ali Adier in pursuit he's got away from pressure screaming for this <laughs> absolutely screaming Jeremy! for it <laughs> can you can you remember could you hear that in there on, on, uh, on the day yeah I actually could hear it yeah and I was to be fair as soon as I got the ball on that side there was always 
in my vision I was going to pass it anyway because I was so wide that I don't I didn't think I could go for the goal myself so I was always going to you know go for the pass and, and try to give the assist and obviously hearing Robert calling me so early in the action <laughs> I had no choice you know but you know for me giving an assist or scoring is, is pretty much the same feeling so I was just happy you know for my first you know, first European game to to just be part of it and then, you know, contribute to one goal. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was amazing. Johnny, I don't know about you, but on last week's episode, Jeremy said that he had to get used to being screamed at by Tony Adams, screamed at by Martin Keown, now being screamed at by Robert <laughs> Pires. Just... I'm gonna I'm gonna say, get screamed at by Robert is nothing compared to get screamed at by Martin. <laughs> Because Robert on, will only shout for the ball. You know it's, 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 it's for the good reason, yeah? Yes. Martin could shout at you for any reason, <laughs> you know? And then you try to find out why he's shouting at you and you still can't, you know, can't... Why are you shouting at me for? I, I haven't got the ball. <laughs> Sometimes it was for nothing. Yeah, it was for nothing. Just for shouting. Shouting, you know the name, Yeah. but just for nothing. Martin, it was so, yeah, so funny. Robert, do you, do you remember like many of your goals or kind of because you scored lots of goals do you kind of forget um, ones and... I, f- I think I forgot someone but I know I I scored 80, 84 goals for Arsenal I used to play six seasons uh, was injured uh, yeah seven months for the cushion. Um so yeah this is a, yeah, I think this is a good yeah, good moment with uh, with Arsenal do, do you remember the lob against Aston Villa you can't forget them oh, girls. you see mate you put Sky Sport you see them on, yeah. all the time anyway you can't forget them goals Peter Schmeichel so, still looking around yeah. for the ball now so, so that's why Peter Schmeichel he hate me yeah about, Jens Lehmann hates this. you Peter Schmeichel yeah, hates you the goalies hate you okay we get yeah, yeah, of course, I remember this Yeah, this goal. Yeah, I think for me, yeah, it's, it's the best, yeah. It's the best goal? Yeah, with Arsenal, yeah, of course, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. One, one of the things I'm quite fascinated about, Robert, is when, when you came to the club, it was actually at a time, it was around that tipping point of kind of the, the era of Ray Parler, you know, uh, Tony Adams, Martin Keown, uh, and you kind of crossed over with these guys as well as the new wave of players that, that, that came through. Did you, did you notice that at the time, that there was a real culture change? But for me, it was uh, at the beginning, it was very difficult, my debut with, uh, with Arsenal, because I replaced uh, Marco Vermas. And... This guy was so good and yeah, so was great. A... Uh, but you, you used to play with him. Well, I've, I, I didn't. I was training with him. Mm. Yeah, but I was not. Obviously, at that time, I was very young, so I didn't play any game with him. But in training, yeah, I used to but he was, see Mark, and he was he was yeah, serious. He was, no, he was he was very good, and he was famous for the fans. And for me, I remember the adaptation. It was so so difficult because what did I say? The people they love to compare. So the people compare over Mars and Pires and say, oh, who is this guy? Pires is, com- is French, he's come from Marseille, he's not good, he's not good enough, you know, for, for Arsenal because Arsenal is a great uh, club. Um, the, the objective at the beginning when you start the Premier League is to win, uh, so it's, it's impossible to win. And, you know, the blah, 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 yeah. And for me, for me so that's why it was, um, it was so difficult, yeah to play for, for Arsenal here. Yeah. There was a time, like, uh, the season that you got injured <coughs> um, with the cruciate. Now, y- you not only 
were arguably the best player in the league, but you were pushing on best player in Europe at the time because there was a time where you were doing whatever you wanted every week, just showing up. There's another goal. I'm running around <laughs> you. I'm doing what I like. You Listen, know, I can I can tell you, it's not just only in England and in the <laughs> Premier League, but in France, when people heard that he was going to miss the World Cup, everybody were dev- devastated. It was like, it was even bigger than Zidane at the time. It was like, everybody saw he got injured. And we all kind of thought, oh, he's done his cruciate there, he's going to be six months. But we were all hoping that it was not, you know? So we were kind of waiting for the news and thinking, oh, how many how many weeks we've got till the World Cup? Can he come back just before? And obviously, it was <laughs> no. it was too late. He had no chance, you know. But it was just I, I remember people in France were just like, oh my god, we you know <laughs> Robert, you know Robert's not there. How we can, you know, we kind of miss him so bad. He's the best player we've got, and and yeah. Jeremy was, uh, was like, I've been watching his free kicks. I'm ready <laughs> yeah, to step I'm up. Ready to step know, up. Yeah. The only one who didn't mind was Jens Lehmann, who was like, at least he's not doing that in training anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got a question then, and producer Liam's just reminded me of this this mad moment. Talk me through that penalty, you and Thierry Henry against Manchester City. Oh. I mean the disaster that was the the, the penalty. Robert. I was I was in there. I can't I can't. It was a disaster. Was, yeah. Did you know? Got, you must have known it was going to be going to happen. You planned it, right? Yeah, we planned it, and we 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 did it uh, the day the day before the game. Guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in there. I can tell you, knowing Robert and Thierry, that is not a Robert idea. And Robert, Robert's, Robert's not showing off like this. That is definitely a TT's idea. Uh, of course, it's a Thierry Henry idea. And not my idea, yeah. But I know it's, it's my fault. It was my responsibility to touch the ball and to give the pass for Henry, for Thierry. But uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what's happened on my mind. It was like a, <laughs> I think you didn't want to do it. You didn't. Yeah, you, you were. You just like. No, no, I, I don't, don't want to do that. And then you missed it. It's like I missed the ball. Yeah. I didn't touch the ball. And uh, I don't know why it was like. A, yeah, I don't know. It was like a blackout. You know. Yeah. And I said no. I can. I can do it. I can do it. So that's why. I don't touch the ball. Yeah. And even even the ref, he didn't know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, no, it's free kick against you. Free kick? No, I didn't I touch, touch the ball. The ball. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can take the penalty. So I, yeah, of course, I can repeat. He said, no, 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 free kick against you. Oh, come on, ref. <laughs> I don't touch the ball. So, it was, it was, so now it's funny. Yeah. It's, it is funny now, but it, I'll now, tell you. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. If, if you were playing for Arsenal now and, and you guys did that against Manchester City, we'd all be furious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right, each episode, Johnny is allowed to ask a question um, that isn't checked by producer Liam in advance. Yes. So, Johnny, I, I, don't know, I don't know if you've heard this yet, but producer Liam's managed to, uh, t- to put together something special for this. Oh? Yeah, a little jingle. We got the jingle? Yeah. Oh, let's go, let's go. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Johnny's question, Johnny's question. What's it gonna be? Oh, that is amazing. That is absolutely fantastic. Superb. Liam, you've got... You're such a talented man. Move over, Dr Dre. There's a new music producer in town. Now, Robert, my question's going to you, Okay. You always came across as a stylish player. You're quite a stylish man. But I think most of us have, at some point in our life, a a memory of a fashion disaster that you think, how did I ever wear that? And do you have a memory of who was the worst dressed in general out of all the players? 
Uh, I don't have a, a memory about me. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always look good. Always, yeah, of course. I try. I try. Everything is good. Uh, and the worst, uh, the worst, the worst in the dressing room. Um, let me thinking. Uh, maybe Martin Keown. Oh, no? he's brave taking on Martin Keown. Oh, he's my friend. He's my friend. <laughs> he won't say anything. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Well, I've got I've got memories of few players, man. Yeah, a uh, few players. I, I remember Adebayor coming with <laughs> oh, some <laughs> with some <laughs> absolutely horrendous gear, man. Alex Song, Alex Song, yeah. Alex Song, yeah. Alex Song is bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, not bad. Alex Song, not bad. He's not yeah. bad. Yeah, Alex Song. Yeah, I forgot Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good, yeah. Good they, they were listening to this podcast. They're like, "Oh, that's a shame." I'm a bad dresser now. I'll turn it off. <laughs> Alex Song. Yes. Alex Song, worst yeah. dressed. You heard it here first, Alex. People were just smiling at you, but really, they thought you'd look terrible, mate. You know what? We'll try to get Alex on the on the show at some point. Then we'll try to get him. I'll speak to him and try to get him, so he can he can justify his uh, his his rascal look, man. <laughs> <laughs> Rascal, and we did coin the phrase Fringlish last time, and that was Jeremy with a French twang there coming out with Rascal. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I also like one of the things that I'm always interested to see the other side of football, and it's so good to see you and Jeremy talking now, and you can see that you're clearly friends. You know, have you found that transition into life after football easy, and to have your friends around you from football, or is it something that you? it took time to move into oh it's a long uh, process um for for my part for my part i don't know for jeremy but um when i retired about the football it was very difficult difficult because um because football for me is on my blood is like uh, adrenaline and of course when you train very hard when you have a game you know the sensation the feeling with the fans uh with the with the press um it's important but the day after is finished so um, so that's why for me it was very difficult and um i repeat especially for the young player yeah you need of course you need to play football you need to enjoy if you can you earn a lot of money because the future after the football is very long long uh, is a long life and for me it was uh, difficult and uh, i'm very lucky because i, I keep the good uh, very good relation with arsenal uh, today my role is like uh, ambassador um, so i travel a lot around the world um, this is about uh, sponsoring marketing uh, meet the fans um, but uh, yeah depend of the players but i know i'm uh, i'm lucky Robert is somebody who I don't know if you guys remember when Unai Emery first joined the club. One of the first pictures I saw of Unai Emery at London Colney, the training ground, was with Robert. Like, <laughs> you're just everywhere at Arsenal, even now. It's like you're still there. Um, I'm still there, yeah, because uh, I repeat, I keep the good relation with the club. Uh, so um, yeah, last year when I when I. When I see the news about uh, Unai Emery, I'm very, uh, I was very happy because I know him. Uh, he's a winner. Uh, he won some title with Sevilla, with Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, I know he's a Spanish. I speak a Spanish. So for me, the transition it was uh, yeah, it was perfect. And um, I asked him if I can yeah, if I, I can go for the uh, trading ground. 
And he said, yeah, of course, for you, the, the door is uh, always open. So, so that's why you, you see my, you my see face <laughs> with, uh, with an Irene uh, on the peak. Yeah, I loved it. Go on, you, you were going to say something, Jeff. No, I was just going to say, obviously, we, we, you know, we, we kept in touch and we are close friends because I think we both got the, the love for Arsenal. You know, we've, we've spent great years there. We've won titles. We've, and we've had a you know, special bond, not just Robert and I, but with other players as well. But I think the fact that we've always stayed close to Arsenal and we've always had that connection related to the club, you know, like like we said, we both retired now. You know, I do the, the Arsenal media side. He's, he's there as an ambassador. We always cross and see each other and always having that that connection with the clubs obviously keep you, you know, more closer than you will be with another guy that is not around, you know, it's, it's, it's obvious. Just a quick one on that point, actually. In terms of when you get on really well with a teammate like you guys do, do you think that makes you play better together or do you think it's irrelevant? Does it not really matter? I, th- I think so, yeah. I think I think if you get on outside the pitch, of the pitch, on, on the pitch, you will do anything yeah. to help that guy because you're friend outside. Hmm. And I think you've seen it many times where players don't really like each other in the dressing room normally don't really play well you know it's like a bit forced on the pitch as well and I think that's why you know Arsenal in them years we all used to be friends there was obviously the you know the starting 11 the sub and but the old squad we were all friends all together there was not really any any fights in the training ground or in the dressing room we were all getting on really well and I think that's why you have that that team spirit where we all fight for one goal and we we will all help each other to, to reach that goal. And I think it does help massively when you're a friend outside, yeah. you know, to bring it on the pitch, for sure. Yeah, I I'm, I'm agree with uh, Jeremy. And, you know, uh, when you play football, um, for me, the most important is to find a good, um, good connection and good feeling. Of course, on the field is very, very important, but outside. Uh, even outside, it's uh, it's important. I remember on this time, uh, the captain was Patrick Vera, and sometimes he organized, you know, the dinner just for the players, just for the players, because sometimes you need, yeah, you need to to be just just alone, just the players, just to um, to uh, to find, yeah, the to get the bond. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I've got you. Um, now, in terms of that bond and bonding away from the pitch, <laughs> Jeremy actually told us a story on the last podcast. <laughs> Which one? Uh, about um, when you were bonding with another teammate at a nightclub. The night before a Champions League game. Um, and Arsene Wenger <laughs> found out about you bonding with your teammates in nightclubs tonight for a Champions League game. Do you have any memories of that, Robert? Of course, I, I have memories of that. <laughs> uh, come on. I, wa- I was there with uh, my friend Sylvain Wilton. <laughs> but it was... Uh, it was a restaurant, not the nightclub. Uh, now we're going to get the true story. <laughs> yeah. They take the chairs away. But uh, you know, after you, you have some restaurant, and after after 11, 11 uh, 30, it's it's turning, turning a little bit. You know, it's turning a little bit. But uh, at the beginning, at the beginning, it was a restaurant, a good a good restaurant. It was in Hampstead, and the, yeah, of course, it was a big mistake from Sylvain and me. Uh, 
because he was the day. Uh, or two days, maybe. No, 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 was it the day before? The day before the game, yeah. <laughs> what? Champions League against, yeah, against, against Bayern Munich. Yeah, that's the game, yeah. <laughs> so it was a big mistake. I can, I can, I can tell the, this story now because it was long, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I remember um, Arsene Wenger after the game. Yeah, after the game. Was it after the game? Because I, I, me, from what I can remember, was you guys were supposed to start the game And I think, I'm not sure about you, but I'm sure Sylvain, he put him off. He, yeah, he didn't he start him. He was on I'm, the bench. I'm starting. You starting, yeah. yeah? <laughs> <laughs> because the problem is on this time, because now, it's imp because now with the phone, everything is possible. But on this time, Arsene Wenger, he put a lot of uh, spy. Yeah, yeah a lot of spy. Around the club, around the restaurant. So, <laughs> so that's why someone... <laughs> they, find, they find my friend and me. <laughs> you, got, you got to start because you were like, I went to the restaurant, Sylvain went to the club. Yeah, I left. <laughs> After the dinner, I left, Sylvain stayed, yeah. Well, Robert, did you know that you'd been spotted? Did you know there was a spy there? Did you, did you see no. this? No, you didn't. You had no know. idea. I don't know, no, no idea. I know. Wow. <laughs> so, so that's why it's, uh, it was sometimes it's dangerous. Yeah. yeah. 007. Yeah. <laughs> But it was a good spy. Yeah. <laughs> Managed to get you. Well, listen, Robert, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much for uh, the invitation. Yeah. Telfer couldn't help Perez. Fantastic. What a way to claim your hat trick. Perez seized up the situation and chipped the ball brilliantly over Jones. Right then, in honour of special guest Robert Perez, this week's quiz is all about him. It's it's freeway now as well because you know we were on the same team last yeah, week. Yeah, Johnny. yeah, yeah. We're That's going against gone. each other. Yeah, it's Nick right. versus Johnny versus Jeremy. So producer Liam obviously is the quiz master. I don't know how he comes up with these horrible, horrible, horrible quiz questions. I mean, I'd hate to be a friend of yours. It's my favourite part, yeah, part, part of the podcast. This is, yeah. <laughs> We're only two in, but this is my favourite part. Just the squirming I can see around this table at the moment. I'm, I'm already rubbing my head in, like, yeah. not in a good way. So the concept of this quiz, there are Robert Perez-based questions. Each question has a numerical answer, and I'm going to ask you to do a like, plus, multiply, divide, okay. subtract, any of those. You need to give me your final number after these questions. And then when we get to the end, we'll show our work in. Closest to the pin wins. I'm trusting you're not going to use Google. Julie, don't start looking at my, number, like my numbers. No, I, I'm going to start. I'm competitive. Look how competitive yeah. you are. You two, not me. I know I've lost. <laughs> okay, so the first one. The age that Robert Perez joined us. Oh, my God. Once you've got that, I want you to multiply that number by the shirt number that Robert wore for us. Next, I want you to divide your total number so far by how many FA Cup winners' medals that Robert has. <laughs> Hang on, wait, wait. We all happy? Well, not happy, Nick, but are we, we all at a number? I'm at a number, but it's probably, it's probably <laughs> miles away. <laughs> okay, so that number, I want you to plus the number of seasons Robert played for us. Oh my God. Plus, you said? Yeah. You joking? Every week, you're the only one who complains about this. This everyone, is ridiculous. Everyone else suffers in silence. And finish us off with subtract the number of minutes that he was subbed into the Champions League final. Oh, I read this. Oh, yeah. I read this only the. Oh, I know it. Oh no, wait, I don't know it. Uh, 
Hang on, subtract. Yeah, subtract. So he knows this one, so... Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's, it's very low, because Jens Lehmann got sent off. Ah! It's all here. Wait, 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 wait. Is it a round number? There's no points. There's well. no points. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely wrong then, because I've got a point in mind. You should probably round up. Yeah, just round off. It's a rounded number. So minus yeah, the, the minute he got the minute he got subbed. Yep. I've got an answer. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Nick, what is your Why answer? Why do I have to go first? Because you said it first. I'd, I'd love to know what these two have got, so I can see if I'm close. <laughs> <laughs> I have got <clears throat> forty-seven. Interesting. <laughs> Meaning terrible. Interesting. Who would who would like to go next? I've got. 21. You look like you changed your mind. Let me no, see your no, no, no. piece of paper. No, no, no. Jenny? I've got 169. 169? Yeah. He can't be right. This has not gone well. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought mm-hmm. I was onto one there. The correct answer is 79. That means I'm, I'm the, oh I'm the best. How did I get it's 20? a shallow victory. Yeah, but it's a victory's a victory. As Vin Diesel said in The Fast and Furious, it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Age when Robert joined us. I went for 26 in the end. I got 25. I went for 23. It was 26. Oh. Yes. I went with 25. I changed it. Shirt number. Seven. Seven. seven yeah. Correct. So 26 yeah, yeah, yeah. multiplied by seven is 182. 182. Yeah, I'm on that. Then divide it by the number of FA Cup winners two. medals. Two. Three. I said two, two. two. Oh, yeah. That was well off. That yeah. gives you ninety-one. I was on fifty-three point six by now. Plus so. the seasons Robert played with us. Six, six. correct. Oh, I got that right. Ninety-seven minus the minutes in the Champions League final. Nineteen. Eighteen. Oh. Seventy-nine. I got all of this right. I didn't get the last guys. I thought the time that he was on the bench. Well, no. the minute that he was on the bench. Sorry, lads. No, then be the breaks. Right. I don't make the rules. I got this all right apart from one thing. I would have been two off. How did you get 169? Because I didn't divide it. I I, I got 182, <laughs> then it's meant to be divided by two, but then I, I divide I plus six to 182 instead of dividing it by two. Hang on, can you hear that? That's the smallest violin in the world oh, playing I'm just for you, mate. <laughs> Nobody cares. It feels so good to be a winner. You know? Oh. If only you guys knew how it felt. <laughs> Nick Wright has won that and he had absolutely no Set clue. seven in maths. <laughs> Mr. Murter, I've done you proud. Set seven. Come on. And to be fair, it's set seven for Robert Perez as well. So there you go. It's Poetic ter- justice, ter- mate. Uh, so thus concludes the quiz for this week. Um, I think I should wrap it up because I'm the winner. I'd like to thank uh, my mum, my dad. I'm only joking. joking. But there'll be another quiz next week where uh, producer Liam will inevitably have something else that is impossible to work out. And I look forward to it. Right then, we're uh, out of time then, guys. If you like the podcast, uh, you can help us out in a couple of ways. Uh, One of which is by writing us a review and rating us on iTunes is the other. Or you could tell your mate to tell your mate to tell your mate the old-fashioned way to listen to the show. Do it, do it, do it now. Mm. Right, uh, the next episode, Johnny and Jeremy, is a watch-along. We'll be watching the Carling Cup semi-final second leg against Tottenham from 2007. Why are we watching that, Jeremy? Let me think. Because I scored, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I was in the crowd. Oh, I was going nuts when 
when you scored. I can't wait to relive it all over again. The, the week the week after that, we're going to watch when me and Johnny played. No, not really. No, <laughs> we never get to watch that. Unfortunately, <laughs> doesn't exist. Right, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks. See you guys. See you guys. Arsenal Nation. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.